Hi there. Welcome to the End Times Guy podcast. My name is Lee, and it is such an honor and a pleasure to have you joining me on the least entertaining podcast you're ever going to hear. I'm not here as an entertainer. I'm not looking for likes or followers or money. God has given me good work that pays my bills. I don't need money. What it's all about, first of all, is to glorify God in this world, even now in the end times, to make sure that we're giving glory to God. If you read in Romans chapter 1, the the people whose foolish hearts were darkened, who walked in darkness and denied the Lord their God, they did not acknowledge Him, nor did they give Him thanks, and therefore He gave them over to a corrupt mind. And you see that all around you today. A prime example of that, of course, is what's happening with the Washington, D.C. riots. How uh, many, many good, honest, hardworking Americans went to the Capitol to protest what was clearly a fraudulent election. I saw literally hundreds of videos and documented pieces of evidence that proved beyond any reasonable doubt whatsoever that massive voter fraud took place. That's an established fact. I don't think anyone in their right mind would argue that fact. And these people, these honest, hardworking people, 70 million of them voted for Donald Trump and said four more years. That was the will of the American people. Joe Biden couldn't pack a two-person washroom, but nonetheless, he was supposed to have received some, I think it was close to 80 million votes the largest vote for any u.s president in history far surpassing barack obama's first term a historical election whether you like the man or not the first african-american president and definitely drew large large democrat and leftist support so we know the vote was fraud and these protesters went to washington dc to declare just that And some of them broke into the Capitol building, and they were not doing what Antifa and BLM have done in the past. They they didn't light anything on fire. They didn't spray paint the walls. They didn't beat up everyone inside. Um, they, They did some photo ops sitting in... Chuck Schumer's desk, sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk, things of that nature... One patriot was shot in cold blood while entering a window. Others were injured in the scuffle. And the mainstream media has gone off the deep end. They were silent for six months as Antifa and BLM burned the country to the ground. But now is their chance. Now you hear them roar like lions. And Joe Biden has come out and called this Washington riot um, domestic terrorism, sedition, Um, People all over the place are condemning it as the darkest hour in United States history, comparable to Pearl Harbor. I I mean, they are so triggered and throwing such profoundly heavy language on it. And this is because they are under the curse written of in Romans 1. They have denied the Lord their God. They have not given Him thanks. And as a result, they live in darkness. They abide in darkness. They do not know the truth. They do not love the truth. They hate the truth. And some things have come to light. Some very disturbing things. Um, Antifa seems to have had operatives among 
the, the protesters that were assembled that day. Now, these protesters gathered in the daylight, in the light of day. They were not hiding behind masks. They were not there in the cover of darkness to kill, murder, and destroy. They came so that their voices could be heard. One video you will not see anywhere is a video of Trump supporters standing between the police and angry protesters who were willing to attack the police force. Trump protesters put themselves in harm's way to defend the police. You won't see that anywhere, but unfortunately, I saw the video with my own eyes, brave men and women getting into harm's way, putting themselves in front of these angry, probably Antifa activists to defend the police. And that's the nature, by and large, of Trump supporters. They're good, honest people who do what is right. And a handful broke into the House of Congress. Now, the lady who was shot in cold blood, a four-tour-of-duty uh, service woman, four tours of duty in Iraq, and she reminds me of myself. She's a hot-blooded person. She probably got caught up in the heat of the moment and wanted to do more than just stand there. Um, there is a, a general feeling among Trump supporters like words are getting us nowhere. And I would have been right beside her crawling through a window and for the D.C. police to decide that um, lethal measures were in order. You know, no one is calling that out. No one is drawing light to that. Was it really necessary to fatally shoot someone for being at a window? Um, you decide for yourself. But I tell you what, guys, we've entered, as of January 3rd, we have entered a new era. And I've said over the past couple of days, we witnessed the death of democracy. It died on January 6th, 2021. And that sentiment was echoed by the Chinese media that is celebrating the end of Donald Trump. They could not be more pleased, and they're excited to bring in the new president, Joe Biden, welcoming him with open arms. And China and Russia are both attacking the validity of the United States and foreign involvement in other foreign governments stating that look at these riots at the u.s capitol they can't even manage their own country how dare they <laughs> like, like greta thunberg how dare you they they say that america has no voice on the political stage because they don't even have their own house under control so it's very dark days and i believe as of you'll remember this day in history as of january 6 2021 democracy died and now you know, America, with the Senate, the House, and the, the presidency in the hands of the Democrats, which really, truly is the party of Satan, we're going to see rapid change in the United States, the same way Trudeau brought rapid change to Canada. Boris Johnson is bringing even more rapid change to the United Kingdom. Macron is bringing to France. I keep forgetting the name of that lady in New Zealand and Australia, the, the two ladies that are the, the governments down there, but the same thing. They have brought tremendous socialist changes to their countries, and they are all on board 
with the Chinese. So these are dark days for any freedom-loving, libertarian, um, patriot. It's very dark days. I want to share one video I saw, a close-up of Mike Pence shaking hands with Chuck Schumer after he denied that he could back Donald Trump any longer. It was, you can see it very clearly, a Masonic handshake. They have a specific way of placing their thumb over top of the other person's hand and placing three fingers in the palm of the hand in a Masonic handshake. And they did that handshake, and at the time they were shaking hands like that, a coin was passed between Pence and Schumer. And Pence received this coin. And what this is in the Masonic world a favor that can be redeemed at any time, no matter how large, for any reason. A very, very powerful token to have in your possession. Uh, everyone has a price, and I really backed Vice President Pence to the bitter end. He had me convinced that he was a good, godly man all the way to the end until I saw that video. And this is our moment of reckoning as Christians, that all, there are many, many people who put their faith in Trump, who put their faith in the Republican Party. And they are wandering around in a daze right now. You know, blood dripping from their foreheads, running into their eyes, asking, how did this happen? What happened to the Kraken? Why was the Kraken never released? Why were there no massive arrests that we were promised? Why did it seem like the, the Republican Party slipped silently into the night? You know, you've got Ted Cruz remained faithful and a handful of others, but for the most part, the GOP sold out on Donald Trump, thinking that they are somehow going to revive the party brand and come back later. Um, they're, they're really, they do not understand the face of the Democratic Party and how it has changed over the last four years. They really don't understand that they are moving more and more deeply into a very satanic movement. And they showed first in the presidential runoffs that honest and fair voting means nothing to them. And then they confirmed it in the Georgia state runoffs, the elections. They proved, once again, that they're willing to use whatever means necessary to put the people in power they want. And these GOP who think 2024 will be their chance, I laugh in their faces. The days of the GOP are over. And the Democrats will change the filibuster. They will change the Electoral College. They'll change voting practices. They'll change anything they need to. And they're not letting go of power ever again. So that's the end of democracy in the Western world. Our Trudeau government is really, really overwhelmingly changing the face of Canada, changing the laws and the rules to protect themselves. Our Prime Minister should have been arrested and put in jail for two major scandals, and yet he threatens to arrest people who break his COVID lockdown laws. Those are the people who are being arrested, fined, and put in jail right now, not the criminals. So what I want to say to you guys today 
is to remind people that when you put your faith in a man, you will be disappointed. At any point, if you put your faith in me, you will be disappointed. If you put your faith in Donald Trump, you will be disappointed. Now, Donald Trump is one of the greatest political leaders. Well, he is the greatest I've ever seen in my life. And I think he even surpasses Reagan. And he, did, he donated four years of his life to give the American people all that he could. I never saw a politician work harder to fulfill his campaign promises. He did not start any new wars. He, in fact, withdrew troops in many countries, brought them home. He did his best to bring manufacturing and construction back to the U.S. Um, he did his best to build that border wall with extreme opposition from the Senate and, uh, or the House. He did everything in his power to keep his campaign promises, and no one did more to save the innocent and the unprotected in the acts of abortion and child pedophilia and trafficking. Um, but you know what? He's not facing the Democrats. It's not the Democrats that Trump was squared off with. It's principalities and powers in high places who have been planning these days for millennia. They are coming on the stage now to set up the events for the end times, their Armageddon, their conquest and conquering of the world, and Donald Trump had no hope of preventing that. And that's why I said on November 4th that I did not believe Donald Trump would get a second term, even though most people believed there was election fraud. Even on November 4th, it was obvious Joe Biden suddenly had this massive dump of votes in the middle of the night I, it wouldn't take more than a grade one education to figure out we've got a problem here, a serious problem. But I said it on November 4th. I don't think that Donald Trump will get the second term, and it turns out that was right. And I said that back then because of the times we're living in. We're living in the end times. And in order to craft this new world order, you, you have to get rid of Donald Trump. And you have to put someone like Joe Biden in there. And I don't think Joe Biden will be the face of the presidency for long. I think it's a matter of months before he steps down and Kamala Harris takes the seat. But this is what the globalists, this is what the principalities and powers in high place needed. And they got it. And they will continue to build this globalist system, this one world government, regardless of how we feel about it. And today I want to remind you guys that we are not in a war with flesh and blood. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris aren't the enemy. The Democrats are not the enemy. Remember, they are all walking in utter darkness and blindness. They are under a curse because they have rejected the Lord their God. They, do not, they have eyes, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. They call good evil and evil good. And this, we can't be triggered by it. We can't be con constantly offended by this. This is their nature. This is the nature of darkness. Our job is to reach out to those who had faith in Trump and to remind them, man, we are living in the last days. You need to turn your eyes on Jesus Christ and Him alone. You need to put your confidence in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, He will not be overthrown, and your confidence will not be turned to shame. He will be your Redeemer, your Vindicator, 
he will lift you up at the end of time. So now is a great time to remind people that it was never Donald Trump who was our Savior. It's Jesus Christ. And I want to finish off in Romans chapter 1, verse 17. In the last podcast, I covered verse 16, which really goes hand in hand with this verse, but there's so much that I couldn't possibly cover it in one podcast. So if you remember verse 16, I'll read through it really quickly. And I hope that you listened to the last podcast to get the gist of it. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, and this is verse 17, I want you to hear these words, for in it, meaning in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the righteous man shall live by faith. Once again, verse 17 is loaded, absolutely loaded with life-changing doctrine. These two verses belong in the most prominent display you have in your home. Uh, Let me read it again. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. In verse 16, we learned that the gospel is the power of God In verse 17, we learn it's the righteousness of God. You know, Jesus said that our righteousness must surpass that of the Pharisees in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. And this is the real deal. This is what it's all about. This is what our time on earth is to work towards. That entry into the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus lays it out here that if your righteousness isn't better than that of the Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, the Pharisees lived an outward righteousness. They did not swear. They did not drink or smoke. They tithed every little thing they got, even down to the plants in their garden. They would tithe every tenth olive. They were very, very tight and precise over obeying all of the religious laws. And when it comes to self-righteousness, they were Jedi masters. They were perfectionists of self-righteousness. And we know that self-righteousness is worthless. It means absolutely nothing. It has no value. If someone wants to stand before God and boast, I don't steal, I don't swear, I don't commit adultery, that's all self-righteousness. You need more than that. You need better than that. And that is what's revealed in the gospel. The righteousness of God. And this righteousness is received. And it says, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. And that's exactly, you know, Um, Jesus says in the Beatitudes, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be satisfied. And he says that because he knows that those who hunger and thirst, God will provide it. It's for those who desperately want it and truly desire it, God will give it to them from faith to faith. Seek it and you will find. But unfortunately in the age we live in, It's a very 
carnal period of time to be living in. Indulgences abound, as in Second Timothy, uh, the Apostle Paul says in the end times, they will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And that's exactly what we find ourselves living in right now, an age where people are lovers of pleasure. They don't want righteousness. They want pleasure. They want comfort. They want ease of living and drugs and alcohol and tons of good food and expensive toys and all the rest of it. It is an age of carnality and pleasure-seeking. And where are the people who hunger and thirst for righteousness? I don't need the trinkets of this life. I want the righteousness of God abiding within me so that I do not act in a way that is not pleasing to the Lord my God. We need to hunger and thirst for righteousness. And if we do, God will give us this righteousness which is revealed in the gospel. So, you know, righteousness is something a lot of people don't understand. And I think most people believe that as long as you're a good person, everything will be fine. But you know what? Every person on the planet is a good person if you ask them. They do things at times that are good. Bill Gates does things at times that are good. And I'm sure he considers himself more than just a good person. He, he's a benevolent force on the planet, helping people everywhere. But we know that the man is depraved and wicked. God knows our hearts. No one has any secrets. God knows who we really, truly are. It's not enough to be a good person. You have to be righteous. When Jesus gives the parable of the wedding feast and the five foolish virgins, when they enter in, one person there is found not in their wedding garments, and they're asked to leave the party. Those wedding garments are the righteousness of God, clothed in the righteousness of Christ. We need to be clothed in the righteousness of Christ, and if we're not, we're going to be asked to leave the party. This is more imperative than life and death. This is eternal life and eternal death that we're talking about right now, to be clothed in the righteousness of God. Now, when I grew tired of my own hypocrisy, and actually physically opposed my own carnality, God gave me His righteousness. And it felt like a man who was locked away in a prison. He had no control over his, his uh, um, captivity whatsoever. And one day the lock was just removed. And for a while I stayed in the prison wondering what happened. And then after about a week or so, stepped out of the prison realizing God had set me free from many things that I had been slave, enslaved to. And I want you to know that liberation and that feeling and that freedom that comes from God alone, not from a 12-step program, not from your best efforts, but by, by faith, from faith to faith, the gospel reveals to us the righteousness of God. And it is my sincere hope and prayer that many know the righteousness of God. Thank you for joining me. God bless you.